boxers, trainers, fight fans, members of the gym, welcome to another fresh session of the No Decision Podcast. It is Wes Ibarra alongside Jared Joy Villapondo. All right, Joy, everybody has showed up tonight. We have a five-round session here. I'm ready to work these people out. Are you? Let's get started. All right, ding, ding, let's go. We recap last night's fight between Joseph Jojo Diaz Jr. and Shavkat Rahimov over the zone that took place at Fancy Springs Hotel in Indio, California. Controversy heading into that fight, Joy. JDJ was three pounds overweight <laughs> at the weigh-in and lost his title at the scale but made the second day weigh-in. But the rules are in California is that if he is overweight, he cannot get the title even if he wins. Right. As for Rahimov, he has controversy himself. In one of his last fights, uh, he was seen taking a substance within the round break that looked like to be smelling salts. But, of course, um, the governing body of that fight let him have the title because there was inconclusive evidence that that was a smelling salt, though his team claims uh, it was a adrenaline. Right. So, we have the fight. Uh Jojo Diaz Jr. is trained by his dad, and Rahimov was trained by Freddie Roach, the legend. Right. And what did we get? We got a 115-113 Diaz, 114-114, 114-114, a majority (laughs) draw. Right. So this fight was for the IBF Junior Lightweight title, and unfortunately, that belt stays in Indio, in nobody's hands. Right. So, what do you think? Yeah, it was a great fight, actually. Um, it was pretty much back and forth throughout. Um, so, pretty much throughout the entire fight, I thought that Diaz landed the more cleaner shots. He was a lot more... He landed pretty much very powerful shots. Um, the, the difference was that Rahimov was a lot more busier. Uh, he wasn't cl- landing the clear shots, but he was landing. He was still landing, uh, and again right like Rahimov is throughout the entire fight um, he was able to start timing uh, Joseph Diaz and that was everything right there was a moment where Joseph Diaz looked like he was in trouble in the middle rounds but you know I gotta hand it to Joseph Diaz he he was able to dig himself out and start to really land more powerful shots um, towards the end but you gotta I mean there's a lot more you, you gotta you gotta pretty much give it all to just knock down Rahimov he's he is one tough guy and you know Rahimov also has punching power right he you know he has punching power he has knockout power uh but again you know Diaz has a pretty good chin it it was a it was a very good back and forth fight and yeah I, I expect a next like a second fight between these two oh absolutely um I didn't keep my own personal scorecard this time Hmm. Uh, joy and I think that was one fight where I probably made a huge mistake in not doing that but then again it could be a blessing because that would have been a hard fight to score anyway the zone yeah. had it at 115-113 for Diaz and then I thought it could have gone either way uh, so the 114-114 I felt was pretty justified <laughs> but yes I could see him running it back in the near future and hopefully hmm. this time the silverware or hardware can be taken by somebody yeah there, there was a lot more there was way too many rounds to that could have either gone either side. And so it was tough to, to judge. For sure, for sure. But yes, to recap, 
JDJ, Jojo Diaz, now 31-1-1. As for Shavka Raimo, 15-0-1. So hopefully they get a chance to meet again. I will say one of the highlights of that card was Beck the Bully. Beck the Bully. Oh my gosh, he he ding-donged his man. (laughs) Yeah, after uh, pretty much a month, right, Wes? A month of pretty much... Well, the other guy had a month of preparation. Bektamir was pretty much ready since December. So, yeah, it's going to be, yeah, uh, you know, well done to, to both fighters. Although, you know, Bektamir was a lot more, he was a lot more fit and he was pretty much anticipated to fight during this time. So, for sure. Uh, and with that win, Bektamir Melikuziev moves up to 7-0. and And we'll see if he can get his coming out party in the near future. Absolutely. Okay, going on into round two. We got a fight in the middleweight division. Mm. Demetrius Boo Boo Andre against Liam Williams in April. This is for the 160-pound WBO title held by Demetrius Andre. Right. So, Joy, does this fight springboard... Demetrius Andre, assuming he gets through Liam Williams into the Canelo sweepstakes alongside Caleb Plant? Uh, short answer, yes. Um, we got, you know, we have to remind ourselves that Liam Williams is not a pushover, right? He, his pretty much, his last, what, five fights have ended in knockouts. Um, and yeah, I mean, I will say this, right? Like, they're quite different. Uh, these two fighters, sure. are, they're quite different. Um, although they they do have the same, very similar fighting styles. Uh, Andrade is more aggressive. You know, he he will oh, try. Oh hell to, yeah, he, he will the hard charging middleweight. He he will try to overpower you early on, and he doesn't care. Um, you know, the the only thing that really I have against Andrade is like he's too aggressive. It doesn't oh seem gosh. like it doesn't seem like. He pays attention to defense a lot, and you know, you know, I mean, this is pretty much predicting in the future. But you know, when you're going against a, a great counter puncher like Canelo, you gotta make sure you gotta be careful what you, you know, rush a Canelo with, because uh, yeah. Uh, other than that, his defensive skills are okay. He he does some stuff that, you know, he he uses his reach a lot, so he so he kind of just uses his reach to kind of pull fighters away from him when they're getting too close. And other than that, like, the timing is okay. He timed uh, his last fight. Uh, I forgot. Luke Keeler. Yeah, he fought Luke Keeler. And he timed him, but Luke Keeler didn't have any head movement. So, yes, I I do think this is going to, you know, bring Andrade up. But Liam Williams is not a pushover. So we'll see. Oh, absolutely. Um, I was actually watching some of that tape with uh, Boo Boo and uh, Keeler, and it looked like <laughs> for a while, Boo Boo Andre wanted to uh, try and kill him early, <laughs> and then it looked like uh, a UFC grappling match. Yeah, I mean the, the first uh, punch, uh, right? Knockdown. First punch, yeah. knockdown. So. Oh no, for sure. But I'm just saying, like, as the fight went on, it kind of looked like a UFC grappling match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But of course, that over aggressiveness can can turn against at some point and i wanted to add like say let's say there's an eliminator a quote-unquote eliminator let's say like if andre fought plan if andre mm-hmm. wanted to use that style against plant plant could dance 
Right, exactly. Like I said in a previous episode, he's got moves for a white dude. Exactly. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, but we'll see. Uh, Liam is best more of luck a... to both men. Yeah, yeah. Liam is more of a stationary target, so this is going to be a good fight. We'll see who wins out. Oh, that's that British style. I'm right. telling you, exactly. Those British, those British fighters, they'll stand there. Right, they and won't give you back a false down. sense of security. Exactly, they won't but back once down. Once you, once you do, once you make a mistake, that 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 literal uh, plant uh, to the ground approach can hurt you. Exactly. I think Ryan Garcia right. knows that. No. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> um, I think the only British fighters we know that don't plant themselves are AJ and Tyson Fury. You're right. But that's a different conversation for another day. Round three. So we're going to talk about the middleweight sweepstakes here. We got a wild card. So some guy on the outside looking in, and that is Anthony Durrell. He has a fight against Kyron Davis on the 27th of February. So that's a couple weeks away. Right. Uh, what does this fight mean for Anthony Durrell? Ooh. Uh, and does he belong in that sweepstakes? I'm going to say no. Uh, I think Anthony Durrell... He's a little, he's up there in age, right? He's 36. Uh, and his last fight, he got knocked out by David Benavidez, right? And so, you know, and, and Kyron Davis isn't exactly a top tier, I would say. He's not a top tier fighter that, you know, if, if Anthony Durrell wins against Kyron Davis, it, it's pretty much, it's expected, right? Uh, if you lose against him, then maybe it's time to, to, to rethink what, what what's going to happen next. But, um, yeah, I, I don't think Anthony Durrell, I think he had his chance. I think he he had his moments, and he's had a pretty good career, but he, he's fighting some really young guys, really powerful guys, and, yeah. For sure. Um, I, for me personally, he would still be on the outside looking in. Right. A lot of things are going to have to happen ahead of him in order for... <laughs> AD to get that shot, right. but that doesn't mean that I want AD to do good in this fight against Kyron Davis. Oh, yeah. I'm actually going to uh, watch that fight, and well, as we should, and you know, I'm looking forward to see what he does. Right. Absolutely, and and you know, fun fact: Anthony Durrell was the guy that beat uh, Yul Derim, uh which Canelo will fight next. So yes, uh, we we've discussed that in an earlier episode. And <laughs> yes, it's all starting to come together. Right, right. It's right? coming in a circle. Uh, yeah, and I believe it's the same day. Yeah, I believe so too. So yes. that that day that day is going to be loaded of boxing. Actually, in the next couple of weeks, we'll be loaded with boxing. <laughs> um, and of course, uh, before I get into my next round, because chances are this uh, label is going to be. Uh, putting their chips on this guy to get himself back in there. But this coming weekend, Joy, on the 20th, Adrian Broner mm. is fighting. Oh, my God. Good old about billions, right. about business right. is back in the ring. But that's a different conversation for another day. Right. Uh, so shouts to Adrian Broner for getting back in the ring. We'll see how he does. But he is a PPC fighter. And there are rumors of a Fox and PBC divorce. Hmm. To be honest with you, Joe, I, I like watching PBC on Fox. Okay. So, I... Because it gives a lot of viewers that don't have cable television right. or satellite television right. um, a chance to watch pretty decent boxing, boxing right? for free. 
Exactly. So I wonder what's going on. I haven't really looked too much into it, but there's a rumor going around that they're looking to split. Um, what do you think? What do you think about that? Well, yeah, like like you said, Wes, like boxing should be free, right? Back then, you know, boxing was free, and that was when it became the peak of like the height, like the peak of its you know popularity. Um, and we're slowly getting back into that right now. You know, CBS is starting to host a little bit more fights, but or I mean, uh, yeah, also ESPN. But yeah, I, I think this is. I, I'm I'm interested to see where PBC goes from here, right? If they're gonna go to like a pay per view, I, I doubt it. Uh, I doubt that they're gonna go for a pay per view kind of format. But yeah, well, I mean, they have right. for their top tier fighters like Deontay Wilder right. and. Manny Pacquiao. Right, exactly. But you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's it's tough. Like when when you convert everything into like a pay per view, it's it's gonna be tough. Like, you know, when Top Rank was just purely for HBO, right? Like you gotta have HBO to ever to watch, you know, pretty much Top Rank fighting. And so, yeah. Uh, well, yeah. Now Top Rank has uh, gone into ESPN Plus. Right, exactly. And so. So yeah. So yeah. Zone I mean, is on its own. Right, right. match room exactly and so i mean i'd like for them to to kind of join espn or like any other networks that are willing to um Ooh. but it, it seems as though like you know it's kind of like that that discussion that we had right west like a lot of these boxing promotions they're, they're gonna have their loyalties to you know certain brands certain aspects of like the business and you know when you have different promotions that are in partners with different networks then it becomes troublesome when you're trying to make a super fight you know from one superstar from the other promotion promotions to the next one like a point example hbo and showtime it, it didn't seem like they could work together just because of pretty much mayweather promotions and, and top rank so and or even golden boy right and so yeah well I can't see them joining ESPN, right? Because um, that just wouldn't make sense on PBC's part mm. to be on the same network as a competitor. Mm. So I will disagree with you there. Um, I could see them aiming for an over-the-top, so that would be like a Hulu, okay, or um, you know something like that. Because I don't know if HBO is willing to get back into that. Because they have an over the top too with HBO Go. You think you think the Zone will probably no. reach out? Okay. No, no, because they already have Matchroom. Right. So I can't see them doing that. Hmm. And and Golden Boy. Right. So. so I can't see them. I can't see them uh, doing that. I could see, like I said, Hulu or uh, some other over the top service right. providing that. But, you know, it wouldn't hurt to give the people access to these, to these profile fights. fights. Yeah. But we'll see. We got to follow it. I mean, Fox has over the top, too, with, like, Fox Sports and all that. But mm. I understand. Uh, I understand this is we got to make money. Right. And uh, sometimes partnerships can make more than others. But we'll see. We'll be monitoring this uh, partnership as it unfolds but okay last round 
Let's touch them up, have a good time, because we're almost home. I want to revisit a classic round, everybody. So in a previous podcast, I asked Joy, and I provided some insight on our favorite fighting game. Joy, you said it was Fight Night Round 3. I said it was the newer UFC games. Hmm. So like UFC 3, but even though there's already a 4 now. um, uh, Not too long ago, EA Sports announced that college football is coming back. Hmm. And fun fact about me, I love those games. Because you get to try and figure out how you can make a NFL-ready program with players that are young and you don't have to pay them. Right. And of course, of course, you 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 all can argue. Oh, there's already someone like that. It's uh, Nick Saban and Dabo Swinney. I was like, yeah, well, I don't think I don't think Dabo Swinney would do all that great in the NFL. Neither would. Uh, and neither did Nick Saban. Right. And then we have yet to see how Urban Meyer does. Right, right. We're going to find out. And then Pete Carroll did okay. Right, he did okay. He has a Super Bowl. So <laughs> we can't we can't really say too much there. Right. Uh, and then the Harbaugh's. And we could see John Harbaugh how, back, right? So we'll see. For sure. And, of course, you know, everybody's uh, rallying around uh, Cliff Kingsbury. Right. But, okay, enough about football. That sparked a lot of debate on the internet, or conversation on the internet, everyone. Boxing internet. On whether EA Sports should addition, should have an additional title release or reboot in the form of Fight Night. Ooh. So, Joy, should we want a Fight Night Round 5 or 2020-something? 20, 20 <laughs> uh, or even a newer game. It doesn't have to be EA. What if 2K... Or something like that. Ooh. Made a boxing game or Codemasters. I don't know. Right. Some kind of uh, company that makes sports video games and has a history of making a decent enough, you know, right. franchise. Should we want that back? Uh, question real quick. Is EA the one that created the UFC games? Wow. You really asked me that. Well, I, well I'm saying, right? Yes. Because they are. Okay, okay. Cool, cool, cool. Because, I mean, right, like... Uh, I mean, I've heard about the UFC games being pretty good, right? And so, if they're the ones that's going to make, you know, remake the uh, the Fight Night, you know, series, then then they should also put as much attention to that boxing game. But, yes, uh, to answer your question, yes, I do want pretty much a boxing game that I could pick up again and enjoy boxing, uh, you know, for, for just playing, right? Now... Of course, like, you know, if you're looking through the series of of, of, um, of the Fight Night series, you know, there wasn't a lot of improvements, like, throughout the game. They, they stayed pretty conservative to what the game, you know, pretty much looked. The aesthetic pleasing. Now, I'm just going to be a game a reviewer. But, uh, yeah, uh, to answer your question, Wes, like, yes, I, I do want a Fight Night round or Fight Night 2021 I think it's going to be called. It's, I think they're leaning towards more of that naming. Uh, but well, that, there's no guarantee it's coming out this year, man. Right, right, exactly. But so uh, it, it seems as though they're going through that naming convention because they're probably going to release one every single year, right? Well, I, I'd hope so. Um, that I think that was the, the time uh, lapse between three and four, right. or maybe it was two years. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Granted, uh, granted. Uh, 
yeah, boxing is a, it's not a rapidly evolving sport, sport right? Yeah. So you're not going to see like, it's not, it's not a team sport, right? right? So you don't have to worry about new uniforms or stadiums or anything like that or new right. coaches, right? Right. But yeah, I could, I wouldn't, I wouldn't uh, imagine that it's like maybe every year or every right. two years, right? I mean, right. And then just uh, updated, uh, updated boxers every year. Right. And yeah, and maybe dude, one or two new venues. Yeah. I totally agree with you Wes. And like, you know, boxing itself as an art, you know, hasn't had like a complete change, right? Like a lot of the techniques that a lot of boxers still use, you know, they, they were being used in the eighties in the nineties. So, I mean, you know, as fighting goes on, you know, of course we're still going to develop more techniques to, you know, to pretty much be a better offensive fighter, a better defensive fighter, but <laughs> they're not coming in like waves of like every year where there's a new offense coming into the NFL. Exactly. That's yeah. that's the point I'm trying to make. That's right. why I just looked it up. Uh, there was a time of two years in between UFC right. three and UFC four. So it's like, yeah, you don't have, like I said, you don't have to worry about new uniforms, new right. stadiums, new coaches, right. offenses, right? Uh, I mean, you might have to worry about new fighters that just blew up on the scene. Mm. But, yeah, I mean. Uh, yeah, I mean, a span of one year, you know, nothing can. There, there, I mean, there's some changes to boxing, like, you know, belts being exchanged. But generally, it's still the champions will still be the champions in like one or two years. But like in that two year period, there's a lot that could happen. For sure. Um, I will also say, like, maybe the only. Uh, change then would be like branding branding right so finite champion didn't have like cleto reyes gloves or anything like that <laughs> i knew you were gonna but say now, that like so it's like yeah you can all of a sudden have cleto reyes gloves or venom or right. um rival fly or whatever it's called i believe rival no, they had rival yeah. they had rival fnc had rival but like winning. i'm just saying like i want winning or winning yeah and then you could have like i don't know anta for the pacquiao right um, you know, and some other crazy looking Under Armour for Anthony Joshua. Right. You know, uh, and then of course, maybe just that you don't have to get into the complete detail of like getting, you know, in uh, the zone or like anything like that. <laughs> but, and then you just, you got to get the voices, which voices do you want? Right. You know, so a lot of, it's a lot of moving parts. I understand. It's not like UFC where it's pretty much the same people almost every time. Well, well let me ask you this, Wes. So, who, who would you want to voice the game? Back to Joe Tessitore? No. <laughs> okay. I would want, I would want a group of Larry Merchant, Max Kellerman. Mm. Um, yeah, Joe Tessitore can come back fine, but it would be like rotating. Rotating, be right. like random. It's not just one. It's yeah, not just yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah so one set of commentators, you know, commentating on some backyard fighting. Right. Or, uh, you know, any of the Showtime guys, the PBC folks like right. Lennox Lewis, um, Sean Porter, even though you could have him fighting in the game. So you could. So it, that depends. That, that, that's but, a glitch. Uh, that's a bug. If uh, Sean Porter is uh, commentating a fight, his one of his fights. Sure. <laughs> and I can imagine them like also just having like the. Uh, the corner interviews too. Oh yeah. That'd but then fun. again, you'd have to get the likeness of the trainers to do that. Right. Uh, or uh, you know, 
And if there was like a career mode, you could take part in post-fight interviews. <laughs> I know, I know one guy I'm gonna pick. I'm always gonna pick Jack Stein because he's free. Well, okay, <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, because you know how like 2K in their basketball games they incorporated that. They even right. talk in post-game interviews. Like, ima imagine you could fight. You could fight like you could talk after a fight. Right. And then like the option could be like, oh, call out fighter A or you know be humble or you know be indifferent. Right. Or no comment, you know, whatever. I don't know, but yeah, you know, that's that's cool, right? You know, and I, I want to hear what everyone else has. I would personally welcome a fight night or whatever boxing game back. Um, I I don't play video games as much as I used to, so chances are I'm gonna get ding donged when I fight in well, those yeah. games if they ever come out. But I would like to hear for sure. Happens, yeah. Um, but for everyone that showed up tonight. What would you what would you want uh, if it comes to a boxing game? Uh, let us know. Let us know in the comments. Uh, let us know on social media. However you uh, connect with us. Um, and there is one game before we close out that I did want to bring up. It's this game I came across while doing a Google search. It's called Esports Boxing Club. Mm. I believe it's a Steam game, and right. they have a lot of WBC fighters on there too. Mm. Um, it looks pretty nice. I haven't. I haven't really looked into it that much, but there is like a boxing game that is pretty reminiscent of who's fighting now. Right. It has uh, an interesting uh, roster. Oh, and also, if, if EA, if anyone that works for EA is listening, include women. Absolutely. Love. Uh, historical and now. So, like, you know, uh, Layla. Taylor, uh, Layla. Layla Ali. Uh, Clarissa Shields, Clarissa Shields, Michaela Mayer, Absolutely. and yes, I, Joy, Joy, yeah, you know how I feel about Michaela Mayer. So, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, yeah, esports boxing club. It has a lot of um, good fighters on there, like Connor Ben. Mm. Um, one of the interesting roster uh, rosterees I saw on there was Shane Mosley Jr. Uh -huh. um, Eddie Reynoso is a trainer in that okay. game. Lou DeBella is one of the promoters that you could use. It's like, huh, oh, it's interesting for a Steam game, too. So I wonder. Ooh. I wonder if that's ever going to take off. It looks like a startup. but I'm, um, I'm interested. Yeah. I'm probably going to check it out. For sure. We can definitely revisit that uh, in a future podcast. But I wanted to put that out there. Uh, and that is the end of our training session, y'all. Very quick. Quick five-rounder. Uh, you know, ain't nothing to it. And, uh, yeah, you know, Joy, do you have any closing remarks before we close up tonight? No. No? Okay. Well, everyone, <laughs> thank you for coming. I hope you enjoyed the JDJ fight. Looking forward to Boo Boo Andre. Put AD on your watch list. Mm. Follow the Fox and PVC uh, relationship. And let us know what you think about a classic game. And with that, we are closed now. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. As a matter of fact, we do appreciate you spending your Valentine's Day with us anyway, so happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day. We are 3-0 and with uh, broadcasting on holidays, Joy. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But if you do want to hear from us somehow, some way, give more love to us than we deserve. Check out our other podcast, the Run It Back podcast, where Joy and I talk about the landscape of Formula One. 
And this week we covered Lewis Hamilton staying in the sport, Fernando Alonso getting into an accident, among other breaking news from the past week in Formula One. But with that, I'm Wasabara. He's Joey Villapando. Have a great night. <laughs>